Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is another interview in my series called Getting Real with Women in the Middle. As always, Getting Real interviews introduce you to amazing women who have done something scary or big or just something out there that they never would have predicted they would do. And now they're on the other side of it and they share their insights into what kind of thinking help them move forward to make a big change. This week, I'm thrilled to welcome Margaret Vandergriff to the podcast. Margaret is someone who used her own personal and disastrous relocation experience to develop a system to help people take the guesswork out of the relocation search, save time and money, looking for properties and locations, and feel confident that they will thrive and be happy in the place they end up choosing. Margaret's story is fascinating. I'm sure you will agree, and I am excited to share it with you. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Margaret. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Hi, Susie. Thank you for having me on your show. I am so excited that you're here. Uh, When you wrote to me, we met online, of course, just the way so many people meet today. And when you wrote to me, you talked about your relocation experience actually being disastrous. And when you use a word like disastrous, I just have to know more. So please (laughs) tell me, it's such a good word. I know it's not a good word, but um, please tell me a little bit about what was going on with you that you even ended up dealing with the relocation. Tell me what was going on. Yes, well, it's quite a story. And it all kicked off when my daughter left home for college. So it was like the empty nest struck and it hit with, with a vengeance. Um, so what happened was my husband at the time took a job. Um, we were living in Austin, Texas, and I had lived there for 22 years, raised my child there, had a business there. Um, and then my husband said, I want to take this job up in West Texas um, in this teeny tiny town with tumbleweeds blowing around. Actual, no- actual tumbleweeds? Actual tumbleweeds, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, at the time, you know, my daughter was in her second semester of senior year, and I was like, oh, you know, what the heck? You know, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for something different. So, okay, sure, let's try this. Give it a whirl. And so I spent the whole semester, you know, getting the house ready to sell in Austin. Daughter graduated, and then I sold the house pretty much immediately, and then went up to Brownfield, Texas, Um, and needless to say, it was a completely bad fit. Um, It just, there was nothing there. There was nothing there for me to do, Uh, and the closest town was 40 miles away. That was Lubbock, and it just didn't work out. After about a year and a half, things just kind of went south. Everything went south. Marriage went south, and I went into town. I just went to the closest city just to get to a city. Um, It was Lubbock, so it wasn't exactly the kind of city I'm used to, 
Um, and it wasn't exactly what I was hoping either, but I lived there for about two years. I met my current husband there. Um, and then we both decided together that, you know, Lubbock and West Texas just aren't for us. And so we had gone through the Midwest on our honeymoon. We have loved it. And I don't know, just one of those stupid things, just decided, hey, let's move to the Midwest. Um, and it was just from there, it just kind of spiraled. Um, I took a trip out. First, we took a trip out. We thought maybe St. Paul, Minnesota. And then we took a trip up there. Didn't like it. Decided that was not going to be a place for us to live. Um, and so we went back to Lubbock with our tail between our legs. And then it was like, no, I'm not going to stay here. And I kept on looking. And I was like, okay, Iowa. How about Iowa? Because we'd gotten married in Iowa. And I was like, you know, there were fond memories. And we liked it at the time. And so I just put pedal to the metal. And I decided I'm going to find a house no matter what. It just, I'm determined. I just, I was on tunnel vision. I didn't see anything else. And it was just all about getting moved. And I was so focused on getting moved and getting out of Lubbock that I totally did the out of the frying pan and into the fire because where we moved, so pretty much where we are now in Iowa is a tiny Lubbock. It's um, very close knit, very closed to outsiders. Um, and again, just not a place we really should be. We're in a small town outside of a, a small city. So even going into the city is a little unsatisfying because there's not much to do there. There's not much there. So it's, I have to say, like, I'm, I'm looking at you and you look like the type of woman um, who totally has her act together. <laughs> and you're telling me this story of tumbleweeds and just picking these locations, which also, almost seems like it's on a whim. So the first one was because your husband had a job offer and uh -huh. that didn't work out. And I can't get the whole tumbleweeds. Were there road runners there too? You know, tumbleweeds, those are mostly the things that come to mind and some tornadoes and lots and lots of cotton fields. Oh my gosh. So there's that whole situation. And then you moved to a slightly larger town. You were feeling like that was just not happening. Everything fell apart. Then you met somebody and you moved again, but this time it seems kind of hit and miss. There doesn't seem to be anything that was really guiding you at this point, except it sounds like you wanted people. Would you say that what was going, that's what was happening? You know, the, the thing is, I have spent most of my life in a city. I'm a city girl. I grew up in a city. I was born in a city. I like cities. And I think... I totally didn't honor that part of me. You know, I totally thought, oh, you know, it'll be enough to be close to a city and, you know, it'll be less expensive than living in a city. We can buy more house and, you know, all these other things that I sort of rationalized to myself that, yeah, this was going to be the answer. But I totally neglected the fact that it's so not me and that I'm so not happy in this kind of an environment. So... Yeah. That's, real, that's really interesting. Now, what kind of a career did you have and how old were you when the first move happened for your first husband's job? Um, so what I was doing in Austin was I, I, um, I, when I was 25, I started a business working with nonprofits as a grant writer and researcher and consultant. 
And I did that for 25 years. I even did it a little bit after I left Austin. And then things sort of started tapering off in the business department. So I was, let's see, how old? I was 47 when I left and left Austin to move up to, to Tumbleweed country. Now, do you think, you mentioned Empty Nest, um, that that situation of not having your kids anymore probably influenced, um, I don't know, your willingness to try something new. Would you say that's accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. I sort of felt like I'd reached the end of um, the end of the road where I was. I mean, I loved Austin for a long time, but over the years I was there, it changed a lot, like a lot. It was a pretty much a small city when I moved there, and then it just exploded into this massive metropolis with tons of traffic and rising prices, and it was just getting really crazy. So I was like, well, I can either wander around this expanded house, you know, because we kept <laughs> adding on this I can walk around this house and go, gee, isn't it great to be living in Austin in this house that I can't even figure out what to do with is I'm just this person wandering around in it. And I was like, well, there's other things I could be doing. I could be exploring new places. I could be meeting new people. I could be, there might be things I'm missing here. So why right. not? Oh why not gosh. try it? I could totally identify with that. And so many women in the middle talk to me about that, that there is something about the empty nest. Once the adjustment is made that it's a transition and there are going to be some sad times perhaps and we're all going to adjust to the new normal, that it is possible to start seeing some potential adventure or potential mm. excitement after you get through that other phase. So there you were feeling like you might be able to manage a bit of an adventure, but then you ended up in these weird little places that were totally not aligned with your core of what you knew really you needed to be happy. So why do you think there was that disconnect there? It is interesting. And it's now it's, you know, I spent a lot of time kind of clunking my head against the wall. Like, how can I be so stupid? <laughs> well, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you know, I know, I mean, I've done a lot of sort of analysis of the situation, and I think really a lot of it was I was in a bubble. You know, we were just in this bubble of like what we thought we wanted, what we were, you know, what we thought we were aiming for. And I didn't have anybody, you know, sort of like pulling me back down and so I just kind of floated off into this Iowa you floated off into Iowa I, I did I just kind of lost myself and I think I just put some value into assumptions I put value I did not value my own you know my own values and what I need and it was just a real disconnect I just disconnected from I think what I think were the most important things that we need to connect to when we want to relocate Right. That's so interesting. And, and I, you know, Iowa is a big state. I'm sure there are plenty of places in Iowa that have more of what you're looking for, but yet you still didn't find yourself in one of those communities. No. And actually Iowa is a rural state and even the cities don't feel like cities. I mean, Des Moines, we, we just went to Des Moines. We're like, this, this is the capital. This is the, the city in Iowa. There's like a quarter of a million people there, but it just seemed really small and quiet 
and not a lot going on. So we were like, maybe this is just Iowa. I don't know. Uh, okay, so I've never been there, but that it, your story is so interesting. So what I love about it is what started out as a disaster <laughs> turned into one of these situations where it caused you a lot of um, reflection. So all of this stuff happened and you started to really think about what, why did I find myself in this predicament at this stage of my life where it really could be full of so much opportunity and here I am, you know, not living in a place that's really what I hoped uh, for at this point in my life. So all of that reflection gave you an idea. So tell us a little bit more about that, how that brainstorm happened and how you started your business. Yeah, well, it, it was from just going, how did this happen? And just really studying it and, and you know, retracing my steps, going back to the scene of the crime. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I pretty much found that I had gotten so caught up in the whole online screaming of like, here, go here, look at this top 10 list, look at that ranking, look at this posting, this discussion board of people telling everyone where they should move to. And it's really easy to get caught up in that stuff and to sort of get pulled off balance. And I sort of thought, you know, I think that was a big source of the problem. I'm not saying I didn't make poor judgment because I definitely did. I made bad assumptions. I, you know, didn't value the things that I should have valued in myself in, when I was thinking about where to move. But really, it was compounded by the fact that online is just a mess. And there's, there's nothing there to guide anyone through the maze of information and misinformation. And there's just a lot of stuff. And how do you sort through all of that? How do you figure out? And what I came up with was, well, part of it is a lot of time it should be spent shutting it out because that's the kind of stuff that can really pull you off center. And so really about going in internally and just studying like, what do I want? What do I need? you know, really getting into that stuff that I completely, you know, ignored. Oh my gosh, that is, that's such a perfect thing when it comes to midlife. So many of us really are stuck and confused about one thing or another. And that's why I talk about regret-proofing your life because in order not to have regrets, you do really have to press pause and think mm -hmm. about what it is that you actually want. So there are, uh, I could totally see what happened with you on the internet when you start to look at top 10 lists and you start to read blogs and you start to Google things about relocation and you go to TripAdvisor and you're on all these sites and there's so much information there and there is a lot of amazing information, but unless you have some kind of media literacy about the whole topic, there's no way to understand unless you're really, really working on it, what the difference is between the types of information you're reading and who is writing it and is there a vested interest? Is there advertising? Is it just somebody's opinion? Are they trying to get you to buy something? Like there is a lot going on there when you're looking um, to relocate and you're, you're in the whole travel field and you're talking about houses and all of it. Like what kind of words were you using to do some of this searching that got you into trouble? I think it was just the sites I was spending time on were super biased, you know, that there was so much information on there that was sort of swayed by people's opinions. 
and that you know the thing is those those lists those lists that you see a huge component that goes into that is public opinion and when you think about it what somebody else thinks about a place has nothing to do with what you or I are going to think about that place you know it has nothing to do with it because we're all so different we all have, like have a different relationship to place and I think we cannot do that. We cannot say, hey, you know, you really need to check out blah, blah place. You know what? Maybe that person thinks it's awesome. And hey, maybe you will too. But I think it just really needs to be coming from us. Like we need to be the ones to determine what that place is from doing our own research. Exactly. And there's so much that goes into it. Like sometimes people might be downsizing because uh, or, or needing to move because of a downsize opportunity and a lifestyle change that they're excited about or empty nest or uh, moving to a new location because of something that they want in their life going forward or maybe even it is a job location. But can you talk a little bit about what you learned for people and women in the middle who are to the point where they're almost excited about making a change like this and moving to a new place? but they know that there's so much for them to learn. So what can you offer to help make sure they don't end up with tumbleweeds like you did? <laughs> yes, great question. Well, I think, the, like you've said, the thing is to press the pause button and, and just really sit with what it is you want and what you're looking for. Because if you plow ahead too soon without really kind of getting your roots into the ground, you're going to get pulled out. You're going to get pulled out of the ground and you're going to float off down the river because the whole thing is about grounding yourself in your own needs, preferences, goals, and priorities. And that's the sort of thing I work with my clients on is getting really clear on what those are so that that can then set up our criteria for what they are looking for in a place and what that, what they need to have. Oh, that makes so much sense. So can you give us a couple examples of what that might look like? Well, I think a lot of times uh, weather is a reason for people wanting to move. Traffic, weather, really high prices, you know, like, uh, like for example, Austin, it started out affordable, but then all of a sudden it went through the roof and it was no longer affordable anymore. So it's like things change and maybe we want something different. We're like, I don't want to spend all my money just to live. I would like to spend some of my money on fun stuff because isn't that what this time of life is about, right? So it, it can be anything from finding a place where you want more fun, you know, no snow, or you want a place that you know isn't quite so congested traffic-wise, not as pricey. Maybe you don't meet enough people like you where you are anymore. Maybe you need another social situation. Maybe you need different cultural opportunities. Um, any number of these things can be a reason, you know, why people seek to move somewhere else or they want something else that's not being met where they are currently. Oh, that's. That makes a lot of sense. So they're going to press the pause button, do some work internally to really see what it is they're looking for. And then I guess the part that um, you probably offer a lot of is resources that are reliable so that you don't get sucked into the vortex of YouTube videos and just spending <laughs> hours and hours and not getting the information that you need. I bet you found some awesome resources along the way too. Yes, I did, because this is all about, you know, making this a productive process, not, and, and successful, not, not just productive, but to get this done efficiently and successfully. So a big key to that is, is pretty much 
sending a course for people. I provide resources, online resources that direct people to sites where they won't get any of that bias. They won't get any, you know, nattering on about what you should do. They're just going to get the, the data because what we do is we gather the data, we compare the data, and it's really at the second point after we do the deep dive into the strategic sort of personal planning stuff, then it's really about let's just get super scientific here and just collect data because we're going to collect it and we're going to analyze it and we're going to see how it matches up to what your ideals are and see how close we can get to that. Um, so then we use those resources to sort of come up with the top 10 lists, I call it. Their top 10 lists, not somebody else's. And then from there, we have so much information to look at and compare and weigh that then we narrow it down to like a short list of maybe three and then focus on those three to be places to actually check out. And we design a plan, a very specific plan about exactly what to check out on the scouting visit. So it doesn't just turn into sort of like a fun recreational vacation. Because it's actually, it's work. You want to make sure that where you visit is really going to line up with what you need and want. Oh my God, I love that. If this isn't regret-proofing your life, I don't know what is. <laughs> exactly. So I love it. So if anybody wants to talk to you more about coming up with an actual plan for relocation, where should they find your information? Yeah, um, your listeners can hop online and go to my website. Um, the link that they can go to is http harvestmooncoaching.com forward slash women in the middle. Women in the middle? Yep. I have a special link created just for your listeners that will take them to the page where they will learn all about working with me. That's amazing. I'm going to put the show notes uh, up, of course, and there'll be a link to that link so you don't need to spend time looking at it. And if you could just, Margaret, just summarize a couple of suggestions and recommendations, advice from being on the other side, from making some relocation faux pas, what can you offer our listeners some solid advice so that they don't have that happen to them too? Well, I guess the, the, the real main ones are don't go online too quickly. Uh, wait to go online until you really get clear. That's really the main one. Um, very important step that I think often gets forgotten. Oh my God, that uh, one sounds, it sounds so hard because we're just almost programmed at this point to Google everything. I know, right? But boy, did it get me in trouble. So I'm trying to help people not make the same mistake I did. <laughs> and that's a big one. Um, too, you know, I think it really does help to have an outside, and, and of course, it's a little self-interested of me because I'm a coach and that's what I do, but to just have an outside objective person, another perspective. Because I know when I was looking, I thought about, you know, I would love to have someone who's not in this to talk to, because I just felt like I was in this bubble and there was no way of sort of getting sort of calibration on it. You know, it was just, I was just all in it. I was all swimming around in my own stuff. And I really think having somebody who, who's not gonna tell you, oh, you should check out this place because you don't want to talk to people who are going to tell you that. You just talk to someone who's going to listen to you and can tell you, oh, but I think maybe you told me before that you didn't like this. And so somebody who really checks you on what you're saying, because 
it's so easy to just kind of forget, you know, and to just kind of float off and lose your anchor. Yeah, into the Google vortex. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so also, you've got this really cool free place personality type quiz on your website. And tell us a little bit about that. And people, anybody listening can find it at harvestmooncoaching.com forward slash free quiz. This is a cool little personality quiz about place. Yes. Well, um, I thought it was a good idea to create a quiz like this because we can often think, gee, you know, I think I want to go live in the country. And we get this idealized, romanticized vision of what it will be like. And we totally forget the fact that we really need to be, you know, close to like a Thai restaurant or something, you know, it's like, you know, we don't really think about what the reality of it. And so the, the quiz is a way of saying it's a reality check. It's like saying, okay, what is really most important to you? And after it'll all add up your score for you, if you go and do it on a Google doc, and it will tell you based on your results, whether you're happier in a city, suburb, small town, or in the countryside. Oh my gosh. I, I really love that because one of the dreams I have that I always talk to my kids about and they think I'm ridiculous, but I have this fantasy about having an alpaca farm someplace. I just <laughs> love alpaca wool and, and all of it. But on the other hand, like I know that's kind of crazy, but I also know that I really love being close to an international airport. And I just have a feeling that those two things aren't a really good fit. <laughs> <laughs> right. True. So what I've done instead is I make sure that wherever I'm on vacation, if there's an alpaca farm nearby, I am there. <laughs> oh, I love that. Do you weave or anything with the wool? No. <laughs> <laughs> if I were going to do this, I would have to get involved with people who did, but I am very uh, arts and craft oriented and I love the idea of working with, with people who are weaving. I'm more of a mixed media type of gal. But um, Margaret, it's been wonderful talking to you. I love your perspective on relocation and really regret-proofing your relocation. I will include all of your information about how to work with you and about how to take the free place personality type quiz um, in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today and, I, and really sharing that story about tumbleweeds. It was a good one. Thank you, Susie. I just had a blast talking with you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. So many of my clients dream about ditching it all and starting somewhere new. With more and more of us having portable careers, it is definitely becoming an idea that we can have fun with. Personally, I hate the cold Toronto winters, and I have started fantasizing about this myself. I just have some work to do to get some other people on board. <laughs> If you like what you've heard, just head over to the Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes and leave me a review. That makes me so happy. Check out the show notes with more information and links at www.susierosenstein.com. Also, I am super excited to tell you about a new free online workshop that I'm offering called Game On, Fall in Love with Your 50s and Regret Proof Your Life. You can sign up for it at www.susierosenstein.com forward slash 50UP. That's 50UP as in Paul. Let's do this, ladies, one amazing opportunity at a time. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.